The views and opinions discussed on Exposure are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff of Impact 89FM. WDBM East Lansing. Hello, and welcome to Exposure on Impact 89FM, the show where we talk to members of organizations at Michigan State University, as well as nonprofit organizations in the East Lansing area. And now, this week's Exposure. Hello, and welcome to Exposure. I'm your host, Callie Neese, and I'm here with... Kyle McLean. Uh, Ben Kirsch. Faison Malik. From the MSU Comedy Cellar. Welcome to Exposure. So tell me a little bit about yourselves and about your club. Okay, so first and foremost, the name Comedy Cellar sounds a little bit strange. I think the idea was we would be in the underside of whole, or, uh, Sni-Fi. Yeah. Well, it comes from, yeah, obviously the name comes from uh, the New York, the famous New York Comedy Cellar. But I got that idea from just the fact that, well, the New York Cellar's in a basement and then we were performing in a basement. But as of right now, um, just like finding a place to perform is kind of hard to come by because just with having a mask up and all that. So, yeah, yeah, that and uh, I'm sorry to cut you off that and a lot of uh, the places that we go to, they just don't they're just like really careful of who they're giving the place to, you know, so it's hard to find a room where we can perform and or write. So that's that's been our main struggle for now because we've had meetings, but it's just um, kind of like a hit or a miss, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we were thinking about doing shows outside with a. Uh... We were thinking about maybe doing that, that little amphitheater between Fairchild Auditorium and the art building. Mm-hmm. We, uh, you know, that's that's kind of in the works. Hopefully, we, we can. Maybe, yeah, because we have one done, or two of those. We have done shows to. outside before. We um, we're doing basically an open mic type thing right out on MAC, just like out by uh, LS Teco. So awesome. Yeah. Do you guys have like positions in your club? Do you have writers? Do you have comics, or is it just? Uh, comics write their own comedy what kind of like positions do you guys hold and stuff like that oh ma'am this is a free country and everybody <laughs> in, in this club is equal how dare you say that my bad my bad how dare you say that no, i'm just kidding um yeah we can introduce ourselves i'm the co-founder and the president of the club um and before i say that i would like to say that it was actually ben's idea uh the club was his idea and then yeah uh yeah pretty much i mean um we don't have anything assigned like within the club, like because I mean we we still need to have like more meetings and more participation to figure out like what people are interested in. If people want to be performers or just strictly writers, then obviously you know that'll come more into play. But as of right now, it seems like everyone's just um, getting to know each other and excited to perform. Unfortunately, like we can't we can only do so much as to like providing a place for these kids to perform. You know, we're Mm -hmm. obviously working on having like a weekly open mic so that there's guaranteed practice once a week, but it's really up to, you know, the kids to go out and kind of find these open mics around campus, you know, in the meantime to get themselves like in public in practice, you know, if they're really serious about performing. So, yeah. And, like, your position in the club, that's... Oh, yeah, well, I'm the vice president. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I'm vice president, and, um, you know, me and Faison basically... um, You know, the roles aren't... Right now, the club is small, so the roles aren't anything, you know... We basically figure out everything together. Is your club pretty new? Like, was it around before the pandemic? 
It was just getting started. Yeah. Okay. So uh, here's what happened. Um, before COVID hit, uh, I think 20th of March, we were supposed to have our first show. And that was when we got permission from Snifi. You know, the basement C102 yeah. and Snifi. That's one of the reasons we named it The Cellar because it, it's in the basement mm-hmm. of Snifi. Um, we got the permission, and but on the 18th of March, everything was shut down. And so I think like COVID definitely messed up our whole timeline and everything in regards to communication meeting was a huge issue. And then I had to go back to my home country. I'm an international student. Mm-hmm. So everything was just like, it's a 10 hour time difference, you know, so you just can't meet, you just can't talk that much. Um, I was in communication with Ben and another friend of ours, but it was nothing like for the club because there was too much stressful stuff going on. Yeah. But I think like the reason we were performing, uh, we were performing outside Grand uh, Grand River, you know, like there's a stage outside El Azteco. Yeah. Uh, I was performing there, but it was really like impromptu. I was calling um, Michigan's, uh, like Michigan comedians or anyone that I knew who was doing comedy in Michigan. But it just got out of hand because you know there was like a lot so of so much havoc out there. So <laughs> much yeah. havoc. I've I've gotten like uh, kind of ambushed by drunk people, <laughs> homeless people, and yeah. or like actually like physically like approach yeah. like oh aggressively and yeah. there was this one time there was a girl who actually picked me up like just like John Cena picks up <laughs> any of the wrestlers and then she's <laughs> like you bet I can't pick you I'm like that's not what I said that's and then wild. yeah so you know after that and then I got COVID also class A <laughs> yeah that's how I got COVID you know what I'm saying so it just got super crazy we've had racial slurs thrown at us um, uh, of my you know like my, my yeah. black comic friends and then we had to call 911 on one of the hecklers. So, you know, like, it was just, it got crazy. Like, that person was arrested. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've, I, I was, I've just been trying my best to perform and get the club going as much as we can, but we've also faced a lot of difficulty with that. Yeah, so it's probably really hard to get a club started, especially during a pandemic. Yeah. And then, especially when you're having all these diversities coming at you guys. And so what are you guys looking to do going forward to make sure that your club is going to, like, stay where it's at and progress? Put on shows. Honestly, yeah. this year we're just trying to like be as proactive as possible with putting on shows because at least in that sense, it'll be something to just like promote all the time mm-hmm. and so- something for kid anyone could come. So, I mean, that's the main goal because kids are interested. We have uh, how many? I, how many people are? We have thirty-one people interested. Yeah, like people are definitely 20, interested. Twenty-two so. people are the members, and mm-hmm. then I just got another another request a day. Yeah. So, so just before we came, like it's re- people know about it even when we haven't done a lot of advertising, yeah. you know. And since like a lot of people came back this semester, I've had so many requests. Like every week, there's at least one request. So that's how like our numbers are growing. But like one of the biggest challenges is definitely. Uh, finding a place you know and then Mm -hmm. it's hard because like me being the president of the club and who's also an international student it's not so easy because I'm a senior uh, Mm -hmm. and I'm doing mechanical engineering so you know like I've Ben and I have talked about this a lot and I rant on this stuff almost like every time I talk to someone it's just not easy because my first concern is staying in like in school and in the country after I graduate right yeah so it's just like a lot of stuff, personal stuff going on and then like, you know, just uh, situational as well. But we're like trying to get through that. Before you see anything else, I am just feeling bad. Kyle did not get to introduce himself. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. sorry about that. That's okay. I got to say, man, Faison, stop 
Stop banging your fists on the table. Like, <laughs> like you're some kind of gambler. All right, yeah. all right. It's okay. He's just got a lot of emotions. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little, really emotional guy. You know, like, <laughs> into my yeah. ear. Oh, my like bad. Fingers. All right, no, all right. we got. That. I thought it was my accent, but it was actually my hand and body movement. Oh, that's that's good to know. This <laughs> is the first, you know. There you go. Yeah. I had to say something. Anyway, yeah, I'm I am the diversity officer of the club. <laughs> it was. It seemed important. You know, it was. It, it made sense that being one of the only two white guys on the <laughs> e-board, that I would take the responsibility to bring this club into a new. We have an realm. inverse function going on. <laughs> we of, have definitely. It's like. But yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. There are four brown guys on the board, so uh, the guy who's gonna be uh, the diversity officer is gonna be a white dude. You know. So yeah. yeah sure, we, why not? Yeah. And def- our club is mostly made up. We have comics from Africa. We have. Yep. He's on from Pakistan. We have Indians. Yep. We got white guys. We don't have any Asians. So if you're out there and you're Asian, <laughs> please come on down. If you're a woman, God. we have no women. None. Yeah. 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 Absolutely yeah. none. Yeah. So. A lot of people do want to join it. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. So. So being part of like on diversity, how hard has it been since the pandemic? And like you're saying, like slurs were being thrown out. How has that impacted your position in the club? Well, I wasn't quite the officer then when we were doing the outdoor show, but. Um, yeah, you just gotta take it as it comes, work through it, not let it get you down. Is uh, it seemed it, we we got through it all right for uh, all all things considered. The outdoor show went about as well as it could, and yep, we have it, a good group of guys. You know, a, a lot of guys with thick skin. I would yeah, say. I, I have a lot of respect for these dudes who, you know, I mean. Unfortunately, it's part of the it's part of the game. You know, you mm-hmm. put yourself out there. You want to say stuff that you think is funny, and you 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 know is it's. In your perspective, so yeah. you gotta expect, especially people, you know, on Grand River who are drunk, like yeah, they're gonna yeah. say whatever they want. They, they don't really care. So. No, definitely, it's I definitely don't... something you have to take into consideration. Yeah, definitely. Like I think Ben's right because uh, doing the show outside, I was um, discouraged by a few people because it is really risky, and I realized the risk, or maybe the magnitude of the risk after going through all of that. And it was definitely like a huge learning experience because um, I'd never had imagined because when you're when you're really outside in the middle of the city, you feel so vulnerable. Like I felt exposed just being outside. And that was definitely something. And um, it definitely like helped boost my confidence on stage because you're just if you can stand in front of a whole city, you can stand pretty much like a a lot of other places, you know. So it was it was like a good learning experience in that sense. But they it was it did get adverse at at times yeah so going off of that like why did you guys choose to do this like why are you putting yourselves out there like that is it all learning experience like why the comedy seller so i think that why the comedy seller? that's a really good question by the way what do you think why the comedy seller well i mean we're doing this because um you know well the outside stuff just comes with the fact the sheer fact of us being so desperate we just want to perform Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know especially like we have this club and like the whole point of the club is to like bring people together in a room so it's like we're we and like we had like just made it so we were just like spending a lot of time like not doing anything so performing outside on mac was just us being like you know we're just looking to have any sort of stage time and any sort of like shows under our belts Mm -hmm. like through school in that sense Ooh, yeah yeah um but because we got shows know, off campus yeah but uh we wanted to do stuff that was more on campus which you know nowadays you still got that mass requirement inside which makes it a little hard you know it's it's 
That'd be weird to be doing stand up on it. Yeah, a mic on a stage. With but a mask it's nice. On. It's nice going into this year having done at least like we were in a routine of doing mm-hmm. outside stuff. It's not like we just came into this year and like we haven't done anything performance wise. So yeah, it's good in that sense. So that's why I would say you know, uh, I mean the the club stems from you know I met Faison just doing comedy in Michigan. Crunchies, you want to deliver about that? At Crunchies, that? Yeah. Um, there's an open mic. We, It's run by just regular comics throughout the scene. You know, there's a whole scene outside of mm-hmm. school, obviously. We're trying to create a scene within the school because I've never seen one or found one. Because uh-huh. um, it can be tough for someone. I'm originally from Connecticut, and that's where mm-hmm. I was doing comedy. So coming over here, I kind of already knew, like, okay, I need to find, like, the people who are going to tell me what mics to go to. But, you know, if you've never done comedy before, it can be kind of difficult. I mean, even when I was starting, it's like, where where do I even begin? Like, where do you practice? Like, you can't just, you know, get a bunch of people together and start being funny. Yeah. So um, the club, when when I met Faison, we wanted to have the club because it's a way, we're just trying to create a sense of community within the school grounds so that people can kind of have a know-how of, uh, you know, what to do, like how to get better, how to put yourself in like a grind mm-hmm. i would say how long have you guys been doing comedy um i've been doing it uh well take covid into account but i'm going on like my third year of doing it okay yeah and i've been doing it for uh without covid i would say like almost two years like in november but you know with covid yeah a bit more than two years okay yeah yeah i'm about in the same boat about two years but i started in september of 2019 and then 2020 didn't really happen so yeah about a year year and a half how did you guys get into this like it's not like a everyone's just like oh i'm just gonna go start stand-up comedy one day like what i've just always loved stand-up since ever since i was young i always just wanted personally for me i uh i feel like this is kind of a way of uh you know everybody thinks they're funny Mm -hmm. and this is a way to just like kind of prove that you are funny to people (laughs) yeah and i mean not that i'm just doing it because i want to prove that i'm funny to people but um it's nice to have something, you know, it's it's kind of just like the best job in the world. Uh, it's it's so hard to explain. It's like you do it at first because you want to be funny, but then you kind of fall in love with the fact that all you got to do is talk for 10 minutes and it's kind of your job every night. And it's like to get paid to do that is really just like an unreal thing. Yeah. So Yeah. Um, I got into it, I think, in the summer of 2019 when there was not much going on around campus. So I was just like walking uh, through like coffee shops like just like checking out the city East Lansing on Grand River so uh, you know Blue Owl coffee shop on Grand yeah. River um, they had an open mic every Wednesday or something and there was this uh, one woman doing stand up and I was like you know what and I had been watching stand up like a lot all uh, pretty much pretty much at, in high school I started watching a lot and then over here whenever I was stressed I would just watch stand up I would just feel good mm-hmm. and I was like okay I've watched it let me just try it on stage see how it goes and I just tried it like I think I just Hit hit good, and then I just kept on doing it afterwards. So since 2019, yeah. And what do you do outside of comedy together? Do you guys like get together together? Like, what are some other things you do besides just comedy as a club? Yeah, um, I think so. We hang out a lot. I usually try to hold a lot of writing sessions. Yeah, with, writing. Right, I do a lot of that. Like, uh, I know a lot of Lansing comics. Um, they're good friends of mine. They're really funny, and then I think there's a lot to be said like a lot to be done if you're kind of like sitting together because with comics every comic has such a unique perspective on things and they could give you their angle of 
the whole you know like any just their way of thinking so i think like writing jokes together it's really good so i write a lot you know we've been hanging out for 2 years now so we do a lot of things outside of comedy when you only surround yourself with comics you kind of begin to realize that a lot of regular people are just pretty boring um it's uh, <laughs> and as unfortunate as it's to say but yeah. it's true because you you'll find yourself in circles you know you're writing with guys and the whole part of it is just you guys you know just bullshitting essentially and yeah it's just like you know all of times where i'm just like i've had some of my hardest laughs you know with a group of comics that i've ever had in my life yeah and then like if i'm in like now i've realized this i when i'm having a stressful day one thing i look forward to is hanging out with comics like mm-hmm. whether it's at a mic whether it's just writing whether it's just like bouncing off of each other ideas so yeah uh, facts facts yeah <laughs> i How do you guys get ready for shows? Like what is it from start to finish from the writing process to actually performing? So so if I'm naked, I put on my clothes and then go to the show if that's what you're Okay, okay. I'm <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. You want to Is answer? that I mean you could give your real answer. Oh, okay, my, 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 my real I'm so sorry. I just can't take any conversation. I, I don't know. It's just No, you're totally fine. Right. You're a comic. You're supposed to be funny. Yeah, so I, I, I thank you for that. <laughs> I, I I wish I could go uh, get more of that validation, but apparently not. super apologetic apologetic vibes today. Yeah. To oh yeah. So um but I I think I usually like write a lot and then if I have something new in my head, new idea, I either call uh, Kyle or I share some ideas with him. Mm-hmm. Um but you know just maybe trying it on all the friends that I've been hanging out with and write more and see if I got a good response. If not just try it on stage anyways. So a lot of writing and then a lot of just like getting on stage is a more like you know that's your main workout. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much all you could do is get on stage. It's a pretty uh it's a pretty rejective process. If that's a word. Rejective. No yeah. I'm sure. not I so. yeah, sure. I, I, I'm not from this country so my English is uh, not that good, you know. Yeah, you're not going to be my Webster's. So <laughs> that's fine. I really But, I don't know how like big time comedy writers will like sit down and like think of jokes or think of comedy shows and stuff because for me it's always been just got to write I'll, all the time. Yeah, I'll go throughout my life and every now and then I'll get an idea for like a punchline or a premise and then I'll type it down on my phone and then uh like before a show before an open mic I'll just fold an eight and a half 11 piece of paper into twice and then just write like uh four or five kind of general sort mm-hmm. of topics and then I'll just go off of that for you know seven minutes or so. Yeah. And then you find out what works and what doesn't and then yeah. uh it's kind of a process of elimination. So you guys don't like write out full scripts, it's just kind of like bullet points and you go I from do. there. I do. I mean, I write out my sh- uh word for word for sure. <laughs> um I mean, everybody's different, but I uh I I really am someone who just like like I just dwell on my material so much. Like I can't mm-hmm. stop thinking about like oh, I could say this in this way and then I'll like write a I just like write jokes five different ways in my head. Like I'm just like always thinking about my stuff because I yeah. just know like how much it sucks to go say it and like nobody laughs at it and you're mm-hmm. just like it is probably worse that I'm thinking about it all the time in that sense because yeah. then when nobody does laugh at it it's just like this is all I'm thinking about. Oh. So it's like yeah. it's already but, hurting me right now. Yeah, man. but yeah. It, it's a I don't know, it's a good curse, I guess. I'm writing all the time, but I can't stop. Yeah, I think for me it's like kind of like 
a little bit of everything so it depends on the mood right so if mm-hmm. i'm in the mood to like the mood in the mood to write a lot like i'll write a whole essay and then be like okay like read through it you know but sometimes you're just too tired or you're just like i don't feel like writing t- today i'm just going to riff or i'm just going to see how it goes you know it Some- also depends like how comfortable you are like if you like if i have a joke that i've said like a bunch of times and mm-hmm. like i'm pretty comfortable with it like it'll just turn into like a two word thing so that w- when i look at it on my paper i'm like oh like i know that yep. joke okay. yeah. and then when i'm like trying new stuff there's like you know paragraphs yes. and like a bunch of bullet points cuz it's like really fresh in my mind mm-hmm. but just like as you keep going to mics and keep saying it like the way you kind of prep for it kind of minimizes and gets shorter if that makes sense yeah. yeah how do you balance your school life and writing all the time if you guys are writing like every single day <laughs> how do you balance it all uh it's tough it's definitely tough in the sense too that there's comedy has no like effect on school like in the sense that like you do not need school to be a comedian mm-hmm. in any way shape or form like so it's definitely like it for me personally it's it's a huge just like mental thing in the sense where like I'll I'll have time to do schoolwork but I just like mustering up the courage just to do it cuz I'm like oh I I'd rather just like you know go spend time in my notebook or something or try to come up with a comedy sketch that I could put on YouTube or something like mm-hmm. I want to put my brain in other places but you know at the end of the day so I guess I would you know exp- compare it to anything in the sense of like you just have to you know moderate your time yeah and i think um it's hard it's really hard because if you're obsessed with it like you're going to fall back on yeah. stuff yeah. and and i have and this one time in 2019 my fall semester i failed three classes like actually like and i told ben as he's like bro you cannot do that because otherwise that's my only way of like staying here you know what yeah. i'm saying so so i failed three classes and then you know like put in extra time all i was thinking about was stand up you know um even when i have to do homework i'm like ah oh, why do i have to do this you know so it's it's really hard but i think it's all about like for me it was like learning from my mistake because if i did not make that mistake i would not you know um so it's it's really tough because engineering is not easy or any any other thing that they're doing is also not easy so it's just like your brain has to have that switch but what you're doing is really not easy oh <laughs> it's really not easy so you know so finding that switch between like technology and like engineering academics and then like going all the way to like comedy and then if you're in comedy you're just thinking about like going all the way back to engineering mm-hmm. is really hard to think about those two things at the same time and that's what i've been practicing on these days like how can i how can my brain manage to think of these things mm-hmm. while in 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 a way that i don't mess up both you know so that, just to like have that mental capacity it's, it's definitely hard um and i've messed up a few times yeah well how so. many open mics are you guys going to on like a on average per week uh i try to hit oh at, le- at least two but i'd like to hit three to four oh but at least oh bro like i it, previously in the semester my minimum was 3 or 4 and i was going crazy but now semester is getting wild i also don't like doing comedy in the state because the state is huge the state connecticut is, huge. is small okay yeah, this, i do not the, have to this, drive as far in new york city you're is right, right there. you're right on that and then it's just for me it's just like i don't know um i have to i just have to get on stage yeah but then when i don't i get angry like i'm like oh man this is the yeah, worst you feel gross you feel gross <laughs> you feel like you're just like dead inside you know yeah even oh i got sick this past week and i oh yeah i can only get on when i was just hosting at ellison so mm-hmm. just that one tuesday and then the next tuesday and by the next tuesday you're like 
I learned, I don't remember anything from last Tuesday. It's really something you have to do every single day. Every single, like, I'm yeah. honestly excited to graduate in the sense that I'll just be able to perform every night. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. it's the best thing for people. You get, you just jump levels when you can perform every day. Yes. So. See, I'm like kind of a different page because I've been doing like one or two a week and I like, I don't really sit down and write. So I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll write punchlines as they come to me and then I'll wait until I get in front of a mic and then I can try them out and. Uh, yeah, I haven't gone as crazy as you guys, I guess. But <laughs> your your style is different too, though. Like, you, you, what you have is like you do like physical stuff a lot, and then that you know, so that's in your act. So for me, it's yeah, like, like when you bring out the trumpet, all those physical gags. Yeah, you yeah, bring yeah. out a trumpet? No, I was, no. I was just joking because <laughs> Faison said physical stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what? Like, I think like for you, yeah. I, I understand that because like. Also, like, not everyone writes that much. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you're not in the mood, if I'm watching comics perform, I get in the in the mood to write, you know? True. Mm -hmm. I definitely go through stages, too, where I just don't write. Yeah, like, so... It's like, like, you just get, like... You know, it's hard to just be yeah, creative yeah. all the time. It, it, it all comes in waves, you know? So, just like anything else. So, you know, like... I don't know. Every, everybody has a different style, I guess. Yeah. And if people were wanting to join, do they need to join with experience? Or are you just looking for no, anyone? No, no experience at all. Anyone no. who wants to join can join. Anyone who wants to join, you can just be an audience member for, for all we know, you know. <laughs> or if it's not just stand-up, you could like writing, writing sketches, mm -hmm. writing monologues, you know, like, or anything, you know. So you could try anything. Do you guys do a lot of sketches? Um, I uh, have been just, like, trying to... I do create sketches... Uh, for a YouTube channel, which okay. is like an uh, entirely different monster that I'm <laughs> attempting to, yeah. you know, but it's just good practice in the sense mm -hmm. that like, I definitely won't feel as guilty if I don't, if I'm not performing, I can like work my muscle in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And then when is your guys's like next show? When are you going to a next open mic? Next open mic? What is so, today? Sunday? Yeah. You gonna go to that on Sunday? Which one? Whatever's from like five to eight in, uh, I want to say it's in Allendale. Allendale? No, I have. I don't. Um, I have a roast competition coming up. This Saturday. when's the sixteenth? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Is that Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. yeah I, 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 <laughs> I don't have even a, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a roast competition on Saturday, and then tomorrow I'm going to be hitting three mics in Detroit. Do you like roasting? Dude, I love. Roasting. I feel like I suck at roasting. Dude, is I, I cannot write in a sense where like, like I can, but like I'm just so like I need to be better at being mean. Dude, and the, at the end of the day, this is the thing, right? <laughs> I feel like here's the thing: you have to be willing to take the risk because sometimes it's it's gonna be off color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. That's part of comedy, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you have to try that. You yeah. Know? I watch a lot of roasts, and I just love roasting. Love just like not mean being mean for like being mean, but just being mean for fun. You yeah. Know? So that that's definitely like a thing that I love, and um, that, and then. Friday tomorrow I'm gonna try to hit three mics because I haven't performed in a while and I have to get it out and yeah you know I have I, to get it out yeah I have to get it, I have to get it out of my system or maybe like get in back in touch you know because I have not performed in what maybe like a week or so mm -hmm. so that's a lot to me you know yeah and then I have more I have one paid show coming up and then twenty third there's a cringe comedy festival or cringe comedy thing a comedy round where you just do the worst the darkest the meanest things you can say <laughs> and for me that's the best place to be at you know so i have that coming out 23rd of october 22nd and 23rd that must be like so relaxing oh kind yeah i get to let loose and yeah. oh, yeah. oh my god because uh, yeah my jokes some of them are really yeah 
it can go over pretty bad. I don't know. But otherwise in Lansing, there's Crunchies on Mondays at 9. There's Ellison's on Wednesday. Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Yeah. Yeah, I host at Ellison's. Thursdays, there's a garage bar. uh, No, sorry. uh, Salsa Parlor on Bircham Drive. And then there's, I mean, yeah, nearby. Nearby. Those are all nearby. Because there's so much stuff like, on Thursdays, there's probably like, so much stuff. There's like five mics. I mean, there's Parts and Labor, which is in Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids has uh, Holland, Michigan. And then th- yeah, Holland, Thursdays. Holland has Parrots Lounge, too. Yeah, and like, then there's so much stuff going a on. A lot honestly. of stuff. If you have the willingness to drive, you can get done like pretty, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. But that's pretty much what it comes down to. Yeah. And so, if anyone is joining, wants to join the club, who should they contact? I think, do, they, do you get the emails or no? Do I? Yeah. Uh, I believe so. The RSO ones when people request no, to no, join. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Like the when uh, the request to join. Do you yeah. Get, I okay, so. okay. So I think it's me and him. It pretty much. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Ritwick, isn't Ritwick the uh, social? No, no. I don't think he gets it though. I don't because like. I think well, we should set that up. <laughs> yeah, we should set that up. And then uh, they contact me or him. And then we also have an advisor. Um, and uh, a faculty advisor, and then a part. She, I think she gets, uh, she gets those two. Yeah, she, she does. She told, she told me about that. Apart from that, we also have Instagram. So you know, and our Instagram has all of our links. Um, MSU underscore Comedy Seller. You know, so that's how people can reach us. All right. Well, thanks for coming on my show this week. Um, is there anything us. you want to shout out, like your Instagrams, your social media? Uh, please follow me at In the Making ITM. That's all. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I have anything. <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, once again, thanks so much for coming on. For more information on the Comedy Cellar, you can find them on Instagram or Facebook at MSU Comedy Cellar. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Exposure. Thanks. This has been this week's edition of Exposure on Impact 89FM. If you missed anything, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org, where you can find our weekly Exposure podcast. If you would like to come visit us and talk about your respected organization at MSU or a nonprofit organization in the East Lansing area, feel free to contact us, again, on our website at impact89fm.org. Thanks for listening to Exposure on Impact 89FM.